This is The Branches Podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith, love God, and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at www.branchesoc.com. Let's, uh, let's look at the words of Jesus. These, though, are some of his last words. He gives these words while he's up on the cross. And with his mother and his friend and his apprentice, his disciple, John, there, he says these words. Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, John, here is your mother. I got all kinds of questions about what's happening here. Is Jesus trying to work out his mom's retirement plan? Like, is he trying to work out his life insurance policy with John to take care of his mom? Um, Where are his siblings? I mean, Jesus being crucified, where are his siblings? Why aren't they there? Does John need to have another mother? Is his mother alive? Do they have a relationship? Are they close? Are they in conflict? Are they not together? And what is Jesus saying? What, what does he mean? Like, what is Mary supposed to do for John now? What, what is her role as a mother? What is the responsibility of John now to Mary? Like, do they have Sunday night dinners? Do they exchange presents on holidays? Like, and was he skeptical of his siblings being able to take care of Mary? And I think probably the most important question for what we're going to share right now is motherhood biological. So to understand Jesus' words, we need to look at motherhood. And for me, when I look to motherhood, I look at my wife as she mothers our kids. And this is a unique time in our lives, but especially hers, because our oldest child is graduating high school this year and he will be leaving to go away for college. And everybody is going to ask her consistently, how are you doing? Because we all know, we all know that there is something about being a mother that, that is they suffer when they can't be a mother. At least not like they're used to being or there's certain elements of being a mother that are taken away or are put on hold or are paused. And so, yeah, this is gonna be difficult. I mean, she has done so much in just this one child's life. I mean, right now she, she's making sure that he goes to prom because she doesn't want him to regret not going. And then there's these activities that happen the senior year and and she's kind of an event coordinator. And throughout the year, she's been a uh, relationship counselor with not only his friends, but with girls. Um, She has been a financial controller. Um, She's been a bank. She's been his banker basically giving him money all the time for things that may come up. Um, She's taught him about manners. She's taught him about how to 
interact with people, whether they be older or younger or peers. She cares. She nurtures. And oh, a mom protects. But these responsibilities are changing. They never disappear, though, because Stephanie, as a woman, has that element of motherhood in her, even if she never had children. And so Mary here is suffering in so many different ways. We have a child that's going away to college, but it's nothing like watching your child suffer, to watch your son up on a cross being crucified, killed, murdered. A mother has needs. A, a, a woman, that motherhood element within her, whether she has children or not, she has the need to be a manager, a teacher, a counselor, an activities director. She has this element inside of her to display this patience and this kindness and this compassion and this empathy. Um, she has this need to let others know, to let, to let them know that you are valuable, that you matter, and that you're not alone. And we all have the need for a mother figure. We all have that need for motherhood in our life. I, I was watching this movie that just came out. It's one of the movies that was nominated for Academy Award. And in it, uh, this man gets dementia. And at the very end, as he's tunneling down, when he's at his most desperate time, he cries out to his mom. During the Civil War, the nurses said that the dying soldiers would cry out, Mommy or Mama. There's something that happens inside of us. There's a connection with our moms or with mother figures. Um, when George Floyd was having his breath taken away when he was killed in Minnesota, as he was dying, he said, Mama. And then he said, Mama, I'm through. Now, I don't know all of what that meant. His mom had passed away a couple years prior. But in those moments of desperation, there's a divine call that often goes out to moms. And the crazy thing is, is the other women that are hearing that call, something happens inside of them, whether it is their child or not. I like what Lene O'Neill said. She said, a call to your mother is a prayer to be seen. There are moments when it feels like life hangs in the balance, and in those moments, we want to go back to the beginning when we were known, when we were valuable, and when we knew we were not alone. Because mothers are anchors. Mothers are home. 
So here we see Jesus making it clear that a mother figure is essential in the life of a human. So let's look closer here. Jesus is um, basically settling his accounts or putting his things in order during some of his last words while he's up on the cross. So near the cross of Jesus, it says here in John 19, 25, uh, Jesus' mother was there. His mother's sister, well, there's a whole nother relationship with ants, but it's very motherly. Again, that mother figure, it doesn't have to be biological. Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now we know that John was there, but it doesn't mention that. John doesn't mention himself, but he says this in verse 26. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman. Now, today, you don't say that, but this is an idiom. It wasn't a word of dishonor. He wasn't going, woman. There was an idiom is like this. When we tell someone, heads up, we don't really want them to stop and heads up. We mean something's coming for your head. So we're trying to tell them to do the exact opposite. Heads up means don't put your head up. It's an idiom. So if someone centuries later from now reads that, they're like, what did they mean by that? So it's, an, it's a term that doesn't mean what it does today. But there's also so much more wrapped up into it that we can't get to. There's two times that he says it. Once he says it to um, Mary at the wedding at Cana when he turns the water into wine and he does it here. So there's significance there. And most likely it's a reference back to Eve. Like I said, this is deep, but we don't have time to break all of that down. But the other thing he says is here is your son. In the middle of Jesus dying for our sins, being the savior of the world, he makes sure that Mary knows that she's still a mother and that she needs to carry this on and do it for John. Why? Does John not have a mother there? You can never have enough moms. I don't know all that's wrapped up in that, but Mary is still a mother and she needs to mother. So Mary, even though she's special, chosen to be the one that raises Jesus. She still had these characteristics, these gifts. And sometimes, let's be honest here, sometimes those gifts of managing, of caring, sometimes they feel like being nagged. We're like, why do you worry so much? Why do you have so many opinions? Guaranteed that had to have happened in the relationship between Jesus and Mary. And it's probably gonna happen with Mary and with John. That's just, that's what happens. I'm sure they're gonna get on each other's nerves. But they belong to each other. We're all connected. And Jesus is making that statement right here and affirming the nature of motherhood and also loving Mary who needs to mother and John who needs mothering. And to the disciple, he said, here is your mother. And from that time on, 
this disciple took her in to his home. Honor your father and mother. And so in this commandment, John knows that he is to honor Mary and everything that comes with that. Now, as Jesus is up on the cross, it makes sense that Mary's going to think of his whole life, all of him growing up, him in Little League, him going to school for the first day, when he got sick, when she had to care for him, when he broke an arm, his first date, whatever, all those things. I'm just talking about motherhood in general. She's going to look back at that. She's going to look at his life. And it would only make sense for her to go all the way back to the beginning, before he was born. When the angel Gabriel came to her when she wasn't even married, and he said that you will be with child, and he will be the savior of the world, the son of God. And she's overwhelmed. She says, how is this possible? I'm still a virgin. And he's... And the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. And this, this is what Mary said. This is what mothers say. This is what we're all called to, whether you're a woman or not. Mary said in Luke 1.38, she said, let it be as you said, here I am. Here I am. There's such powerful... Man, that is such a heavy statement that she made because now we see it lived out. To be a mother is to love, but it's also to suffer. We are... We are part of our salvation is wrapped up in her decision to say, here I am. A woman by nature, as she utilizes this gift of motherhood, whether for her own children, for her nephews and nieces, or for other children in the community, she's saying, here I am. We are never, any of us, male or female, we are never more ourselves than when we say to our Creator, when we say to our Heavenly Father, here I am. Because what we're saying is, Father, I will die for you. Father, I will live for you. And I will pour out my life for others, which is what a mother does. Basically, what we say when we say, here I am, is that I will love God and I will love people. And it sounds nice, but it always involves suffering. I pray for you mothers that you will be able to fully use this God-given burden inside of you to mother. You should never feel like a failure because this is hard to pour out your life. And for those who, are, who have not yet had a child or you know you will never have a child, 
being a mother is not biological. Father, I, I, I can see myself as a bystander, as a witness to Jesus up on the cross. When I thought about Mother's Day and I thought about what it meant to be mother, I thought about Jesus' words. There's so much there that I can't communicate. I know there's such mystery and such power and such truth wrapped up in Jesus saying to Mary, this is your son. And to John, this is your mother. So I pray that anyone listening in right now, that you would reveal to them what they need to hear from you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. God bless.